Howdy all, I'm your host Chip Schweiger, the Cowboy Accountant, and welcome to this episode of Way Out West with the Cowboy Accountant, the podcast that takes you on a journey through the stories of the American West, brings you the very best cowboy wisdom and how it's applicable to our lives, and celebrates the cowboys and cowgirls who are feeding a nation. And today I want to talk about why cowboys hobble their horses. But before I move on, be sure to sign up for email updates at my website, www.cowboyaccountant.com, to get exclusive content, including great gear used by the cowboy class, old and new, my calendar with the most important events to celebrate our Western heritage, and other resources for fans of the American West. There's even a few cool cowboy cooking recipes there for you to try out. That's www.cowboyaccountant.com. And also feel free to connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. The handle on all three platforms is the same, the Cowboy CPA. So back to the show. So this week, let's talk about hobbles. And I'm, I'm kind of excited to talk about this because I think hobbles are one of the coolest things about the cowboy class. So a little bit of uh, setting the background, hobbles date to at least the ancient Egyptians who actually depicted their use in hieroglyphics. And while today they are most closely associated with Western culture and their use by working cowboys to both restrain horses in lieu of trees and other tie devices, hobbles also are an effective training tool for horses young and old. Western style hobbles are traditionally made from either leather, from rawhide or braided rope and some modern hobbles are also made of nylon or neoprene, but essentially serve the same function as they did in the Old West. And that was to keep a loose horse from wandering off into the open range, teaching horses patience and discipline, and reducing panic and flightiness. So horse hobbles are essentially and usually slipped around a horse's front legs just above the fetlocks, which allows the horse freedom to grain, graze and yet restrains them from wandering off too far. Cowboys in the early days of Taming the West slept under the stars on the cattle drives, and the hobbles allowed the Wrangler to find and gather the horses the next morning before the cowboys rode out. While not fail-safe if a horse breaks worn hobbles, a properly hobble-broke horse will generally be where you left him the next morning. Now, the most popular styles of hobbles found in the West are the twist, the vaquero or braided style, and what they call the figure eight. So the twist style is made from leather, soft rope, or sacking, and as the name suggests, it's twisted between the forelegs. The vaquero style is traditionally made from a single, elaborately plated length of rawhide fashioned into two cuffs and embellished with decorative Theodore knots, and they are beautiful if you've ever seen one. Now the figure eight, which ironically is worn by Australian stockmen as a belt until it's needed for the horses, is crafted from three pieces of leather, metal rings, and a buckle closure and fastened above the animal's knees. Now some horsemen also break the horse's hind legs to hobbles and or tie the forelegs to the hind legs to discourage the animal from hopping away. While scotch hobbling, as they call it, refers to using a soft, a soft rope or a padded cuff to tie one hind leg from the pastern to around the neck or shoulder of the horse. Now, this method is used for working on the hind foot of a green horse or historically to restrain broncs from prior to saddling and their first ride. 
While hobbles are effective at restraining horses and still allowing them mobility to graze, there's an even more valuable reason to hobble a horse. Teaching a horse to be comfortable in an initially uncomfortable situation. So longtime cowboy and leatherman Dennis Moreland, uh, which you may have heard of, probably a lot of you use Dennis Moreland tack, I do. Dennis tells a story of the value of hobbling a horse. So he says when he was young and working on a ranch and he turned out an older horse uh, and turned that horse out to pasture and it was snowing and the horse started to play. And he heard the wire fence creak and he hurried to check and turn around and this horse had slipped and was upside down with the hawks in the barbed wire and both hind shoes in the net wire. A horrifying situation if you think about it. Now, he could have cut his legs had he fought that wire, but he'd been hobble trained and he'd laid there and never moved. And because Dennis's horse had been trained to accept hobbles, the horse stayed calm under pressure. It was the horse's comfort with being uncomfortable that came from his many years of learning to accept the restraint of hobbles. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to talk about the value of hobbles to not only horses, but also to human beings. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back, y'all. So uh, there's a quote by Dr. Martin Luther King that I particularly like, and it says, The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And I think that's really important for what we're about to talk about. So like horses we can also derive great benefit from getting comfortable with uncomfortable situations. Many of us as humans prefer the easiest road we can find, and in that we're not unlike horses. We possess a natural inclination to stick with the status quo, to resist the unknown, and to stay comfortable. It's tied to our primordial drive to survive when dinosaurs roam the earth. We're afraid of trying something new, and we dislike change so we don't put ourselves in uncomfortable situations, and I get it. I wonder, though, if our desire to never be out of our comfort zone is the healthiest thing for us as people. It's well known and accepted that if we want to get into better shape physically, we need to exercise. Get a good workout in, and the next day we're uncomfortable, we're sore, and we're tired from the previous day sessions. If we want that new job, most times we're going to have to endure the discomfort of an interview or several interviews to land that new opportunity with higher pay and better benefits. And ask any athlete about the butterflies in the gut and the discomfort that comes pre-competition to truly understand the value of being purposely uncomfortable. So think about it. Technology has allowed us to function in a world and never or rarely have anything more than cursory contact with another human being, and especially true during this pandemic. We can order a new phone online and have it delivered to us. We can order and pay for our food on the restaurant's app on that same phone while spending mere moments and three grunts picking up it up at the restaurant or having it delivered to us. And we can send a text message to another when there's a difficult conversation to be had. I mean, good grief. On Twitter and other social media platforms, if we don't like what someone said, if we're not comfortable with our viewpoint, we can simply, and at the push of a button, 
block them from any further interaction with us. Problem solved. We never have to be uncomfortable again. Increasingly, in modern society, we think life is about creating safety and security and pursuing comfort. We don't want to hear things that make us uncomfortable. We avoid people whose views are different than ours. And we seek to fill our life with every manner of comfort and security. There are safe rooms in colleges and support groups if somebody hurts our feelings. Now, before you accuse me of being insensitive and cold, and I promise I'm going to get off my soapbox here in a second, I recognize the world is an increasingly difficult and complicated place. And survival and thrival, yeah, I, yeah, I just made that word up, thrival, they take up focused effort. So I appreciate the desire for safety and comfort. But at the same time, the immutable truth is life is filled with pleasure and pain, success and failure, comfort and discomfort. If we only pursue a life of comfort, I believe we rob ourselves of a true opportunity to thrive. When we're not comfortable with being uncomfortable, we avoid taking calculated risks and we rarely push ourselves to achieve, to achieve something more. When we hide from tough issues, from tough conversations, and from tough situations, we lose the opportunity to challenge ourselves to a better life. Now, hobble broke horses know that they will be all right if they get into sticky situations because they have confidence that comes from the experience they've gained in similar uncomfortable situations before. Uncomfortable situations from which they emerged unscathed and stronger. Since the dawn of time, horses have been prey animals and their driving nature is to protect themselves from unsafe situations and predators. Yet still, horses have an amazing capacity to learn and to adapt given the proper training. They build confidence from making it through tricky situations. So perhaps there's an opportunity for us to practice purposeful discomfort on occasion so that we too possess the confidence that comes from being in similar uncomfortable situations. And by that, I mean the confidence that comes from actually making it through uncomfortable situations. Cowboys hobble break their horses to ensure the horse's safety. All of us have an opportunity to hobble break ourselves to ensure our growth and our success. And I'll tell you what, I'm particularly interested in your viewpoints on this subject. It's one I feel so strongly about. So please reach out with comments or other viewpoints. You can go to my website and drop comments there, or you can go on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter and, and send me a direct message there. And with that, we're almost done with this week's episode, but you know what time it is. Yep, that's right. Y'all get it. That distinctive call from Buster the Bull means it's time for the Cowboy Glossary Word of the Week. And this week's term is rep, which basically means a representative. So let me explain. In the old days, neighboring ranches would pasture in ranges without fences as we know them today. During roundup time, representatives from a neighboring ranch would attend the roundup, and the rep would bring his own string of horses. They would trail to the range and ride and work with the roundup crew. When the cattle were gathered, those with his ranch brand would be cut out and the rep would trail them home along with the saddle and the pack horses. And so there you have it. When somebody says the term rep, you know what it means. And with that, y'all, that's all for this week's show. And I'm truly, truly honored that you've chosen to ride with me on this journey. 
If you've enjoyed today's discussion, please consider subscribing to this podcast if you haven't already so that you'll never miss a future episode. It's really very easy to do by just clicking on that subscribe button or that follow button. And with that, y'all, we'll see you down the road.